Hi, I'm Natalie Mullen, former people pleaser and queen of doing way too much, turned holistic life coach and wellness educator for purpose-seeking women of color and allies. Welcome to From a Full Cup. On this podcast, I teach you how to use the 12 pillars of wellness to discover your purpose, up-level your well-being, and create the life of your dreams, because we all deserve to be fulfilled, and you simply can't pour from an empty cup. Through candid conversations, insightful interviews, and motivational nuggets, you'll feel inspired, empowered, and supported as together we navigate this thing called life, holistically and with your well-being at the center. If you're committed to personal development and you're ready for more, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Welcome back to season two of From a Full Cup, a space to learn, grow, and uplevel your well-being. I am so excited to just bring you more great interviews, interesting topics, and talk about practical ways that you can support your well-being and create your version of a healthy life. There are a few changes for this season, which I'm really excited about, one of which is that every month we're going to be focusing on one of the pillars of wellness. Now, there are 12 pillars, and if you're a longtime listener, you already know what they are. But for anybody who's new, or even if you want a refresher, this is actually the framework for my beliefs and my work as a coach. I always ground everything that I do, whether workshops, speaking engagements, coaching sessions, everything is grounded in these 12 pillars of wellness. And I realized in speaking with some listeners that not everyone quite understood how the pillars work. And so this season, I'm going to be more deliberate in teaching the wellness pillar framework and how they're all interconnected. The wellness pillar for this month is going to be mindset. Okay, so today we're going to be laying the foundation for what mindset is, the common beliefs and challenges that impact our mindset, and how we can elevate our mindset immediately using simple strategies. Now, before we get into today's topic, let's do a wellness check. This is a time to check in with yourself and just acknowledge how you're doing. A moment to pause, reflect, and ground yourself. I want you to rate yourself from 1 to 10. How do you feel in this current moment? Is this how you desire to feel? Are you living your version of a healthy life? Now, whatever the answer is, there is no judgment. It's just for you to take a pulse. Spend that time with yourself. And if you need to make changes, then go where your intuition leads you. So as I mentioned, the theme for February is all about mindset. And it's intentional that this is the first pillar I'm covering for the year because mindset is really the foundation of our personal development. So when we think about mindset, well, what is it? And in brief, mindset is really the mental attitude and thought patterns that determine how an individual perceives, understands, and responds to situations, challenges, and experiences. In short, it's how we view the world and, as a result, respond to it. And you may have heard of various types, including a growth mindset, fixed mindset, abundance mindset, scarcity mindset, poverty mindset. Okay, so each of these influences how people perceive their abilities, potential, and opportunities in life. If you want to change your thinking, if you want to shift your thinking, become a better version of yourself, stop negative behaviors, elevate your environment. It all actually starts with your mindset. Now, 
I don't know if you're a personal development or a self-development junkie like I am, but if you are, and even if you're not, you've probably noticed that more and more people are talking about mindset. From athletes to coaches to trainers to entrepreneurs, many are attributing their success to first starting with their mindset. And what's interesting about mindset is that it's like a muscle. You have to continuously train it in order to get the best results. Your mindset can help you grow and transform, or it can hold you back and cause you to never, ever reach your goals. Mindset is really about how you think about yourself and treat yourself as well. Okay, because if you think of yourself as not worthy, not deserving, not good enough, then that's how you're going to treat yourself. You're never going to go after opportunities in life because you don't even see them as for you. And the thing is, mindset is a bit tricky because, yes, it's all about our thoughts, but there are so many external influences. So, for example, let's just say you have family or close friends that are negative and unsupportive. Anytime you share something with them, they're like, nah, don't do that or Oh, what if, what if you fail? Like perfect example, you tell them, oh, I got this great business idea. And they're like, oh no, don't do it. There's so many other people out there doing that already. Or maybe you tell them, oh my gosh, I have this dream to travel the world. And I think I'm going to go on a solo trip. And then they're like, oh no, don't do that. Did you hear about this story on the news? This girl got killed. No, don't do that. You got to be safe. You got to stay home. Or maybe you decide to share, you know, you want to have five children and then they say to you oh no don't do that you're never going to have time to yourself right it's just like whatever their goal is whatever your dream is they, they just always shut you down they're always negative they're always unsupportive if you keep talking to these people about your dreams you're going to doubt yourself and you're not even going to pursue your dreams because what happens is their voices become your inner voice. You Because you hear it so often, it's now the self-talk that you give to yourself. And so that's what impacts and shapes your mindset. So if you have big ideas and you never have anyone else around you that succeeds, you're also going to think you're not meant for success. Like there are some brilliant people, but if everybody in your family is struggling or there's just a lot of drama, there's a lot of financial challenges, people are always getting laid off, you know, breakups are always happening, just things like that, then it's hard for you to see that you're going to excel in those areas, right? That's why so many times, if you think about that phrase that they say, birds of a feather flock together, a lot of people will get disappointed and they'll say, oh my gosh, nobody's supporting me. But don't look for permission and validation from people who just can't offer it. They just don't have the capacity because they don't have that open mindset, that growth uh, mindset that positive mindset. They just don't have it within them. Okay, so meet people where they're at and also just be realistic and understanding of how far certain people can take you. And some people are just not going to take you to the moon, unfortunately. Some people want you to sit down on the couch with them forever. And I'm sure we've all met someone that we know has such amazing potential, but it's clear from the mindset that they display, they're just never going to reach it. Sometimes we meet people with a mindset that we just can't quite understand. It's either very negative or very fearful or just in all the ways holds them back. And that might even be you. And you might be wondering, why do I have these kinds of thoughts? Why am I always holding myself back? 
And a lot of times our mindset, as I said, is influenced by our upbringing, but also by trauma. So think of what traumatic experience have you or other people that you know gone through that have impacted your mindset and how you see the world. The global prevalence of exposure to one or more traumatic experiences is estimated to be 70.4% of the population, with the majority of those having multiple traumatic exposures. Furthermore, the prevalence of traumatic experiences actually increases among Black, Indigenous, and other communities of color, as well as those in poor and urban areas. It's also estimated that two-thirds of all individuals have experienced at least one traumatic event before the age of 18. Now, the article where these stats can be found, and if you want to read more about it, will be in the show notes. But these statistics really have to make us pause. It really contextualizes for us why it's so challenging for us to have a positive mindset, an abundant mindset, and just a mindset that moves us forward. Of course, it makes sense. Think of trauma as baggage, okay? Or think of it as handcuffs. It's really hard to be free when you have that baggage. So you have to work through it, whether with a therapist, whether a coach, whether you go on your own personal development and self-improvement and healing journey. There are so many things that you have to work through in order to refine your mindset and elevate your mindset. So I want to give some examples because I really want it to be clear. What are some of the things that can be impacting our mindset? So one could be abuse. If you were abused as a child, physically, emotionally, or sexually, that can lead to profound feelings of worthlessness, shame, and difficulty trusting others. Bullying. If you were bullied at school or in childhood, it can lead to low self-esteem, social withdrawal, and a negative outlook on relationships and interactions with others. Racial trauma. Individuals who've experienced discrimination, racism, or persecution based on their race, ethnicity, or cultural background may develop feelings of anger, identity, confusion, and mistrust. I personally see this one happen a lot within the Black community and other communities as well. And there is deep work because in this particular situation, a lot of it is generational. And that makes it even more difficult because you're not just breaking the mindset for that individual person. You have to think, how do you break the thoughts and beliefs that have passed from parents that you might still be connected to and grandparents and really a whole lineage that have all thought a certain way? Parental neglect. If you grow up in an environment where your basic physical and emotional needs are not met, this can lead to feelings of abandonment, low self-worth, and difficulty forming healthy relationships in the future. Also connected is parental substance abuse. So maybe your parents were present, but if they struggled with substance abuse, now you might be used to experiencing instability, neglect, and emotional trauma which later leads to issues such as codependency, addiction, or difficulty trusting others. Parental mental illness can also be a challenge. If you grow up having a parent with an untreated mental illness, it can create a very unpredictable, chaotic, and unsafe home environment, leading to feelings of fear, shame, and confusion. Family violence. If you grow up witnessing or experiencing domestic violence within the household and within the family, 
It can result in long-term emotional and psychological trauma, which impacts one's ability to trust, form intimate relationships, and regulate emotions. So we see here that these are just a few examples. A lot of them, you'll notice, stem from childhood. But depending on the environment that you grew up with, this can directly have an impact on your thoughts, on the beliefs you have, what you perceive to be true, and how you view the world and therefore respond and engage and operate within it. Limiting beliefs are the thoughts and beliefs that hold us back from reaching our full potential. They're buried deep within our subconscious, and it takes work and effort to reframe and reprogram them. They're roadblocks that we have to find a way around, okay? Because that's how we're going to grow. Now, when we identify the limiting belief, it's not enough to just identify it. We have to figure out what are we going to do next. And we can't just get rid of our beliefs. It's not that easy. But what we can do is reframe our beliefs or reprogram our beliefs. So let's dig deeper into mindset and tackle some of the subconscious beliefs that people have. Now, one is things will never change. Okay, that's just a belief. That's a thought. People say it. And it's not that people go around saying out loud, things are never going to change for me. Right? These are the quiet thoughts that when you're lying in your bed late at night or you're just sitting there, maybe driving to work and something's on your mind, it's those thoughts. Okay, so things will never change. What's the reframe? Change is always possible. Even if it takes time, I can work towards making positive changes in my life. So think of the reframe as giving possibility, right? It's just how can we twist it up? How can we make it a little bit different so that our brain receives it in a more positive way that can lead us in a direction of possibility? The second one is, I don't have the skills or the resources I need to succeed. Again, how do we reframe that? And that one, like, that's a big one, especially when you don't have the money to do what you want to do. And let me tell you, I have been there, so I know what it's like. And it might not just be money. You might think you don't have the education or the certification or a specific talent or something like that. But you can reframe that and say that you can build the necessary skills and gather the resources to make your dreams a reality. Because think about it, money is out there. Anybody can access it, right? So it's not a finite amount that everybody's been predestined to only have a certain amount. So you can get more money over time and you can gain more skills. Let's just say you want to be a business owner. Maybe you've never had a business before. Well, guess what? Every business owner never had a business before at some point, right? So go get the skills. Go learn how to start a business. Go on your, go on Google. How do I start a business? Apparently, people use TikTok these days for everything. Uh, that is not for me. But if that's for you, then go on TikTok. How to start a business. You can gather the resources and the skills. Like We are in a time where so much information is available to us that literally we don't really have an excuse. Like the excuse is about us. It's just about us not being consistent, us not taking action, us not getting clear in what we actually want. Like those are the things that really hold us back. The third limiting belief is going to be that I don't have anything to offer the world. So let's pause and reframe. 
there are 7 billion people on the planet. And I know that, you know, sometimes I think that just sounds like an arbitrary number. But there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people on this planet. And no two people on this planet are the same. So everybody has something within them that is different. And that uniqueness is your gift to the world. Right? Like sometimes we have, we think we have to have a, a very special skill or a very special talent that everybody recognizes us for but us being exactly who we are as long as we show up authentically that is your to the world because nobody else has your exact personality nobody else has your exact sense of humor your exact way of communication right all of your exact style like your swag all of that your experiences your knowledge your fears your hopes your dreams all of that comes together and is and nobody else can be you. Simple. So as the reframe, you can say, I possess valuable qualities and experiences that the world needs. And if I can't identify them yet, they will be revealed to me in time. I think that's so important. That last part, it'll be revealed to me in time. Because I think in society, we just want to rush everything. Like We're a microwave society. And don't get me wrong. I love a good microwave. I will never be that person who actually you know what never say never because i i did have a time where there was no microwave but i really do enjoy having a microwave it makes my life quite pleasant and i enjoy having it okay but sometimes in life we just need to wait sometimes we need to sit in ambiguity we need to sit without fully knowing something and let things be revealed to us over time you don't have to have it figured out right now just keep going moving in a direction things come to you over time i'm curious to know if you've ever had any of these thoughts before and if so don't feel bad it's okay it's normal and i just want you to challenge yourself to reframe those thoughts or use different tools and other resources to assist you in transforming those thoughts now sometimes it's not your whole mindset that is challenging or maybe negative or you know something you need to work on sometimes it's just a specific area so for myself I would say in general I'm pretty positive I think I have a pretty strong and positive mindset but one area that has always really required a huge amount of mindset work for me is around money and that's just because of the way I grew up my family never had money growing up and finances was always a struggle Always, always, always. And so as an adult, I didn't even realize how this experience clouded how I looked at money and what I thought was even possible. I just internalized and believed a lie that I was capped at how much money I could ever make because I only thought of money coming from my actual job. And so I was like, okay, this is my job. This is how much increases I can get. And before I was working a job that had a pay grid. So it was very clear you get capped at the end of the pay grid. After 10 years, there's nothing you can do. And I knew I didn't want to move up in that field. So because also no one around me was really knew a lot about money. Like growing up, I just didn't have people uh, talking about money. It wasn't really a conversation. If it was a conversation, it was everybody talking about how they don't have money. And so I just kind of used that as an excuse to accept my fate. And I was actually really resentful towards my parents deep down at one point. Because I felt that if they had taught my sister and I about money, and how to manage money, or if we at least saw them manage their money better and make better financial decisions, 
then I felt like our whole family line would be in a different place. So I just never really liked that growing up. But I decided I was going to commit to a personal transformation. So over the past few years, I hired a financial coach. I joined an accountability group. I read several personal finance and money mindset books. I learned about investing. That was a big one. And I signed up for courses just because I'm just committed to grow in this area. And sometimes I feel like I take a few steps forward, then I take a step back. But you know what? I am moving in the right direction and that's good. And what I notice is that as I continue to consume more content, it helps elevate my beliefs around money and just shift my mindset. So now it's easier for me to believe that money, wealth, and abundance are there for me too. Whereas a few years ago, it was like an impossible concept for me to grasp and hold in my brain. Now, I'll share more of my story with you when we get to the Money Pillar Month. But for now, let's talk about disruptive wellness. So remember, disruptive wellness is the intentional choice to push back on the status quo and society's narrative of what success, wellness, and a healthy life should look like. So disruptive wellness, this is my jam. This is what I'm all about as a wellness activist, as a holistic life coach, I'm as a speaker. I always am sharing and pushing this message of disruptive wellness. So I want you to ask yourself, does mindset align with your vision of a healthy life? And if so, how? What kinds of thoughts and beliefs do you ideally want to have? And how can you start embodying those beliefs now? All right, so now let's talk about the practical strategies. What are we doing to improve our mindset? Okay, so number one, and I bet you didn't think about this, but you're going to see how it matters. Take care of your brain, your physical brain that's in your head. Okay, now a lot of you might say, well, no, Natalie, that sounds like the body pillar. But remember, all of our pillars are interconnected and our brain is the engine that powers our thoughts. So we have to take care of it. So three easy tips for brain health. One, get regular, consistent sleep. If you can, go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time. Try to get between seven and nine hours if you can. If you can sleep in a dark room where the temperature is cooler, you will improve your sleep hygiene dramatically. If you can turn off digital devices about half an hour, an hour before, even better. Now, I'm telling you that, but I do not do that for myself. I'm telling you I go straight from my phone to my bed. But you know what? I sleep easily and peacefully, so I'm fine with that. Something else you can do for your brain is just eat lots of whole and processed food. And this is nothing new. We all know that. We know we're supposed to eat clean foods, whole foods, vegetables, fruits, yada yang, yada yang. That doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm talking about. And the next step for your brain would be to get regular fresh air and sunlight so that you can help your body absorb vitamin D. Now, if you're working in person, it's probably a little bit easier. But if you're working remotely or you're working hybrid, you really got to put some extra effort to get outside, walk around the block or do something just to get that fresh air in the day. Now, my second tip is going to be about your thought patterns. You have to determine what your thought patterns are. And I know I've shared this before, but a lot of us aren't actually aware of our thoughts because First of all, the world is noisy, so it's just easy to hear whatever you're consuming, whether on the radio, whether on social media, whether on TV, whether you're a colleague. There are so many sounds out there, and so it kind of drowns out your own thoughts. We're not actually left alone in silence a lot. 
a lot of times people are afraid of silence. They're afraid of their own thoughts. But when we really do get a moment of stillness, maybe we're practicing mindfulness or we're doing a meditation or it's just quiet. When we start to think about our thoughts, we might realize that they're actually negative, but we don't want to say that or admit it. But sometimes, you know, if somebody was to be able to jump into your brain, they would be like, whoa, what's going on here? So one easy, easy way to identify your thoughts is just keep a journal and just write whatever comes to mind and don't judge yourself on it. Just be vulnerable and transparent and let it all out. And then maybe once a week or so, just go back and read the journal and you might be surprised with what you see. But whatever you wrote, it's okay because we just want you to develop the awareness of your thoughts. Okay, the third tip is about shifting your mindset. Now, this is really where we should spend a lot of our time. The easiest way I've found to shift my mindset is by what I consume. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, you're doing a great job because you are listening to material that is in support of your well-being, that is in support of your personal development, and that is in support of a positive growth mindset. So this is the kind of content you want to be consuming, right? Find podcasts, find videos, books, sermons, courses, any kind of content that is going to be elevating you and helping you to grow. And sometimes I feel so frustrated because, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's on social media. Now, I personally do not like social media. You'll hear me say it over and over again. I fundamentally do not believe in it. I do not think it's good for societal, the collective well-being, even though there can be moments of good within it. And so I would love for people to come off social media and just find other ways that they can engage and elevate themselves. But social media is not the devil. There's a lot of ways that you can elevate. I really like it here because I like the growth. I like who I've become as a person, how I'm evolving. I like how my mindset shifted. I, there's just a lot that I like about myself at this stage of life. And I think that if we are intentional, it does, it's not really an age thing. I guess it's, an, it's, I shouldn't say it's an, it's not an age thing for me. I guess it's just a phase of life that I'm in. But if you can get to phases of life where you're just elevating yourself, it doesn't matter the age. It's just about well, what is the outcome? Like, are you a better person? Are you a better person today than you were yesterday? Are you a better person this year than you were last year? Have you grown? Like, that's the worst. Like, you know, when you meet someone and it's like you haven't seen them in five or 10 years and then they are the exact same, but for all the wrong reasons. Like, no, 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 that's not going to be us. We want to be a community that is just striving for better, striving to fulfill our purpose, striving to make an impact on the world, striving to be good people on the planet. Okay, the fourth tip is to laugh. And I'm very serious about this one. There are so many benefits of laughter. So let's laugh. <laughs> I know that was dramatic. It's okay. Laughter is so good for us. It reduces stress and it allows your body to release endorphins, which are the feel-good neurotransmitters. They impact our mood and they help us feel more joyful. 
And these feelings make it easier to think more positively and also to practice gratitude. Now, in today's society, we're so busy. So a lot of people don't actually have joyful moments. They're just going through the motions. It's the hamster wheel. So you have to be intentional. This whole podcast, the reason why it's called From a Full Cup is because we have to be intentional about filling our cups, about finding those joyful moments, about taking care of ourselves. It's not going to just happen on its own. So think of something that you do that brings you deep joy, that allows you to smile within. For me, one of the fastest and easiest things I can do is dance. I love to dance. It brings me great joy and it works every single time. And I don't have to go out dancing at a club or a bar. I mean, I can dance in my living room, okay? And I will have a good old time. The last tip is gratitude. I was like, should I even talk about gratitude? Because I've talked about it so many times before, but it never gets old. There are so many people who talk about gratitude and there's a reason why. It works. When you can think of things to be grateful for, even if you don't have everything you want, you learn to be not just content, but you learn to be grateful. It's a whole new way of reframing the experiences that you're currently going through. And it's really hard to stay with a negative mindset if you are starting to collect more and more evidence of all the good things happening around you or all the things that you can be grateful for around you. It's like overwhelming your brain with abundant examples of good things in the world. So I want you to think about three things every day you can be grateful for right before you go to bed or right when you wake up or whenever in the day that you want to do it. And it can be really simple things. It could literally be the fact that your toes move or that you have bread in the fridge. It can be that you have a library card to access books for free or that your toilet works. Like, have you ever sat and thought, like, I'm grateful my toilet works? Do you know what it's like to have a toilet that does not work, to have a toilet that doesn't flush? It's not good. Okay, so there are lots of things that we can be grateful for to really shift our mindset. Today's call to action is going to be a journal prompt. Do you allow fear to hold you back from what you truly desire? If so, why? I want you to really get curious about that and explore what's going on for you. Let's do our pillar check. What other pillars are impacting your mindset? We know that well-being is interconnected, so we need to use a holistic view. Maybe you need to focus on the rest pillar and getting more sleep so that your brain is sharp. Or maybe you're in a toxic workplace that has mentally and emotionally worn you down and you need to make some changes to the career pillar. If you want to get a breakdown on the 12 pillars of wellness and how you score, you can download the free assessment in the show notes. And if you want to talk through your results, then send me an email. I would be happy to chat. I invite you to say today's affirmation with me. I am the master of my thoughts. I take responsibility for my trajectory, well-being, and success. In closing, I want you to take inspired action towards elevating your mindset. Whether you're going to be focusing on joy or journaling your thoughts or seeking support, 
know that transformation begins with a single small step. Now, I have a small favor to ask. This podcast is a huge passion project of mine and a heavy labor of love. But I do it because if it helps one person, it's worth it. So can I ask you to take two seconds to rate this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? It means so much to a small podcaster like me, and it helps others find this podcast. Until next time, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your communities from a full cup. Thank you.